Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of uh, Gentlemen. What is this show called? Come on, come on, come on. Pre match, Muti. Muti. Did anyone notice uh, that um, what, what, Wonga is what, doing the same energy today? Wonga wanted that Muti yesterday, guys. He what happened? That what happened, Wonga? What happened, Wonga? <laughs> Are you flat, Sam? Uh, no, look, we weren't flat. Uh, look, I think we played well, guys. I think Man City... No, were... I'm not asking about Arsenal. I'm asking, are you flat? Yeah, no. Uh, look, the, the defeat is <laughs> killed me. I can't lie to you. Are you, you... Okay, yeah. <laughs> flat. He's flat. Yo, man. I'm flat. trying, but yes, he's flat. It's, it's, it's killed he's, me. Flat like a, he's flat like a tie that's went through a big puddle. And even these... I've got these kids at, uh, at coaching. They're like young kids, like nine and ten. And they're tuning me. I always tune them because they support Man City. Like, you guys are not true supporters. Um, what, what, and they were tuning me. They're like, there's no ways you're going to win, blah, blah, blah. So when I see them next week, I'm going to flip and have it. So it's not over for me yet. Sorry, Wonga. Sorry, Wonga. You're saying, sorry, Wonga. February is not your month. That's what uh, Jason Bro, said. The whole February. Right, gents. Uh, Wonga, did you get that out of the way? Because we're going to be talking about your team now. But um, we, let's just tell everyone what, what's on the agenda for today. We're obviously going to be covering the Arsenal loss to Man City. We're going to be talking about takeover updates between Man United, Spurs, Liverpool. And then we're going to be looking at the Super League versus the Premier League. That's an interesting topic. It's largely spurred on by the, what is it, Jamie Carragher sort of debate in the studio. And then we've got Newcastle versus Liverpool coming up this weekend. Big game because, you know... Can Newcastle hold on to top four? That's what we need to be looking at. And can Liverpool possibly flip things around? And then, of course, our usual betting corner. Gents, before we, you know, let Wonga have the floor, Settle, what is your overall thoughts of this game last night? Ah, oh, man. One of the best games I've seen in, in, in a long time. Uh, quality from both sides in terms of uh, just the intensity, guys. The atmosphere at the, Eti- uh, sorry, at the Emirates. Uh, amazing atmosphere. Um, quite interesting as well, I think, uh, from a Pep perspective. I think, um, you know, I think I think Nick might not like this reference, but I think we saw these delay tactics from Newcastle at the Emirates against Arsenal, and those delay tactics worked quite well to slow down the game, you know. So when the ball uh, goes out, take a bit of time to get the ball back into play, you know, uh, and that's where you where that's where you saw Edison getting a yellow card, um, and then Walker also got a yellow card for, for for okay, but he got a yellow card for coming back on the field, you know. So they got these little fouls and 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 and, and delay tactics in terms of starting play again, and that's because the intensity at uh, the Emirates is is intense. The fans are in it, the players are in it. They just want to play like quick, 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 quick. But you know, you kind of you you slow them down. And Newcastle did that quite well against them at, at Emirates. And then I think uh, Pimp tried to do that, especially in, the, in that first half. And then I think the second half, um, obviously, um, you know, they, they, they got hold of the game a bit more. Even though, surprisingly, they had 36% of the position. But I think more, more than anything, guys, when you get your opportunity in a match, guys, you need to take your opportunities. Um, and in KT, I had a couple of opportunities and he didn't take them. Uh, whereas Haaland had... You know, one or two opportunities that took one of them. You know, so I think that's the difference: is the quality in attack. Uh, you know, that 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 the Breda goal, the first half as well, just shows, man. One chance, one goal. Yeah, I mean, Nick, before yeah. Wonga just opens up the floor and you know starts putting the trigger here. I mean, overall, your your impression of the game. What did you think for the title challenges, or 
should I say, the the title holders pushing for their title, retaining it again? Yeah, I think I think from what I saw, you know, as a neutral, I thought it was a great game to watch. Um, I think it was clear that those were the two best teams in the league at the moment. Um, I agree with Cello, though. Um, I, I honestly think that's the difference. The difference between the two teams is in the two boxes. Um, you know, not making as many mistakes in their in their own box. City obviously um, shutting them out. Obviously, barring the penalty, and then you know, just having that quality in the final third. I think you know, Arsenal have proven that they do have the quality, but you know. Isn't Ketia going to win you the, win, win you a league title? That's the question that everyone's been asking, um, and he needs to deliver on a on, on a platform like that. Especially with it, I think we speak about two chances, the two headers. I think the, the easier chance was was the one that that came across the the goal quite quickly. But I firmly believe if he uses his left foot there, he taps that in. Um, so I think there's three golden opportunities for Arsenal to score, um, but. You know, it's not over, but I would say this is a, a a great victory for Man City because Arsenal still have to go to the Etihad. So, from a neutral perspective, great game to watch end to end, um, and the quality of City in that final third just proved to be the difference, unfortunately, for Arsenal and Wanga. <laughs> right, Wanga. I mean, was it a massive opportunity lost there for Arsenal and Arteta? Yeah, I think it was. It definitely was, Claudio. Um, um, and to be, I mean, to be fair, I think Arsenal. Um, I think they did rise up to the occasion. Um, I think everything was just unfortunate. I think in all of this, I think even the Arsenal fans. Um, I've seen many of. I mean, obviously, you know, because I'm sure you've seen the Arsenal TV. You've seen many of them slating in Ketia. Um, but I think, you know, I've I've also uh, I was on the show as well. I've also said that. And I believe that uh, Nketiah is not is not good enough for us, you know. Huh? Um, said the same thing. Um, no, no, listen, listen. You listen where I'm going. Listen where I'm going. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. No, you know, I'm not finished. You're not listening. You're not listening. You're not listening. You're not listening to my, listen to my point. You listen to my point. I'm saying that I was I was also being there, and I'm saying I I, I did. There was a point in time. Where I did say in Ketia was not good enough. Yeah. There was a point in time where oh, I did I say Ra- Ra- Ramsdale is is not good enough for us as well. But they they stepped up and they proved wrong. We were on top of the log for a long time and we enjoyed that um, as Arsenal fans being on top of the log. Now we go against City um, and I mean Brentford. We played against Brentford. We lost to Everton number one a team we should have beat. We drew against Brentford. And you know, people say, "Yeah, the ref this, the ref that." Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do, they they do what they do. You know, these things are going to happen. Um, I still think, despite those decisions, we should have um, still uh, taken the win there, um, but we didn't. And here we come against Man City. Um, it's Man City, guys. It's flipping Man City. You've seen the quality they they they, they present. Um, and I think Inkete has been Inkete has proven that. I mean, he, he stood in for for Jesus properly. He stood in for him well, you know. And now we go in and, and yes, I, I agree. The chances he missed were 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 sit or some of them were were sitters, you know. They were he could have done different things in all the situations, um, him being a professional. But I think I don't think now is a time for Arsenal to be slating um the the players. I think now is a time that they try and get behind a player like in Ketia 
um, you know, try and actually support him. Like the same so, way they so started longer, the I mean, match. Why? Is it, why? Yes. You, it's an interesting angle because what I'm asking you was, is it an opportunity missed? Now, the two guys below us have spoken about the fact yes. that you had chances, you didn't take the chances, Man City took the chances. Now you're talking about turning on your own players. Is it that? Is that what it's come to? One last all of a sudden, people, are you turning on your players? What's going on here? Because I was yeah, you, but, your overall impression, where you this, at? Now you're saying, no, people these guys are turning will on my your song, guys. No, your look, I'm telling you. Get in the room. Yes. That's the song. But you see, that's that's the thing, Silo. We used to, I and I and I was singing that, you know, and I'm still, I would still sing it. I would still sing it. The question is now, people have quickly turned on in Kitchen and like, oh, guys, it hasn't even been a month. Well, it hasn't even been two weeks since we're singing that song, and now, and now just because we've lost two Man City, I mean, it's Kevin freaking debate. The guy's lethal. Um, every time I play, every. I haven't looked at it, but I'm 100 percent sure every time we've played against Man City, Kevin De Bruyne has been the problem. The He's player. been the reason we've yeah. lost the game. He's been the reason we lost the game. And again, he's shown it. And for me, it's not a surprise. Yeah. And it's Holland as well. You know, but for me, this is a time we need to get behind our team. Arteta was um not in the top four last season. Where did we finish? We finished what eight or six? I mean, we're, we're bottom of the log. First, yeah, we're, first, we're close to bottom of the log at some point only, in time. Okay. He's climbed all the way to the top. He's kept us there for a while. And now people, I, I don't know, people are clearly forgetting where we were last season. <laughs> I think people are just chillax. Charlie rather get behind the players. Yeah, push them, I, push them. Yeah, I, think, I think also we just need to, to be clear. Um, yeah. And it's, it's exactly sort of what I was alluding to earlier. Big games like this, and over the years, it's always been the case. Newcastle's only maybe in the conversation now after 20 years. So the, the three of you will probably, you know, understand what I'm saying. But it's not generally down to a team dominating another team when these games come yeah. out. It's generally a mistake. So. Yeah. It's a set piece or it's a moment of magic. And that's exactly what we saw last night. Tommy Yasu makes a mistake that he shouldn't be making. Set yeah. piece, penalties. Um, and moments of magic. I thought De Bruyne's goal was spectacular. I thought Holland's oh, goal ball. was incredible. And I thought yes. Arsenal were really cheap in giving their possession away at, at times. And, and City yeah. will hurt you. So yeah. the reality is, you look at the possession stats. It's the worst stats that, that, that Guardiola's had at City since he's been there. But in those games, if you're going to win titles, it's moments of magic. It's set pieces. It's mistakes. And they capitalize. So... That yeah. might be the difference, Wanga, and unfortunately, you might need to learn the hard way, and Arteta might need to, need to learn the hard way, is that's how you win titles. And maybe Arsenal will be stronger for it, and I hope for your case, you guys are. And, but the, yeah. and also, in saying that, Nick, in, in saying that, we also don't need to beat Man City to win the league. That's the honest truth about it as well. Yeah. So I think people must just That's true, but also, Man, City, Man City aren't losing to Everton, though. That's the difference. That, Hey guys, Man City, how many times Man City, Man City also lost the season? I think we've lost the same amount of games. It's that's what I'm trying to say. They're yeah. also a vulnerable team this season. They, it's it's yeah. it's a tricky season this year. But also oh. Arsenal, we need to also understand. I've owned like yes, I've been singing this song, but I, I ask, <laughs> we need to understand where the heck we came from. We can't good, be splitting yeah. our pairs now. We can't there be splitting them like they won the but league I, last year. Okay, okay let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this question. And okay, I'll actually pitch it to everybody else. If you guys were in Arsenal's position, do you think losing to to uh, to Man City in the reverse fixture and that being the, the catalyst, obviously, for the rest of the games being a, a foregone conclusion that Arsenal are going to win everything or every game, 
that that will be enough. Has has Liverpool won the Liverpool when they won the title they beat City at least once. Centimeters. Man United won we lost the titles this game that they won the that they beat their challenge. Remember the ball. Remember that ball didn't cross the line where like 90% of it was over. That's what lost us the league. That's I think what yeah. you're getting to there, Nick. I yeah? just I, yeah, I just personally think I just personally think you've got to beat your you got to at least beat your competitor once. I, I just don't see I don't see them getting into this position now. And I said it to you, Wonga, a couple of weeks ago. The game against City is going to define the season. If you won this yeah. game, I think it was yours to lose. Um, or even a draw. But, even a draw with a, or even a draw. But hang on, Wonga. Do you not remember these, gents, these, these guys also came out saying it is Arsenal's to lose before this game and saying yeah. you've got it in the bag. There's been a lot of True. those comments. Remember that as well? Yeah. A lot's happened since then. Arsenal <laughs> dropped eight points. It's been a couple of weeks. It's literally been two, three. Yeah. Weeks. They dropped eight, eight points, points since Everton. Because yeah. they, decided to, they decided to lose against Sean Dyche. Uh, Sean Dyche. Yeah, but Sean Dyche does his thing, man. You know that guy's he was a the catalyst. Yeah, he's an army man. He's but look, I, I think... But nonetheless, I mean, they are still positive from the game. I truly believe. Um, yes, this is what I was waiting they, for. The guys, this is what the I was going to kick off with, Wonga. I mean, they, they broke... They, they, like Nick said, I mean, there was that one when Ketch's Kitch, chances... There was even the one where, where the one where they set up Saka. I mean, he had so much time; he didn't even know what to oh, do with it. He should have shot. And, yeah. and, Shaka, yes, Shaka and Saka. Yes, yes, Saka, Saka. Yeah, yeah. There were, there, were, there were those things, but again, like I think City, they had those those players like to like the fact that player to Brainer. He doesn't stuff around. Yeah, he knows. Um, he told himself beforehand, if he's getting a chance, okay, he doesn't ask, give a damn. He's going to lace it. Nah, he's going to hit it. Yes. But let me ask you guys this question. If Arsenal put their, all their eggs in one basket and they went to go get a world-class superstar of a striker, would you be in this situation? Would you have one last night's game? Because I don't think... The question is, though, who would have... Let's give us a name. Nick, let's give us a hypothetical there. Who would they have brought in that would have been there? Because, I I mean, it's easy saying. It's the same as Chelsea. Chelsea are looking for a striker. Is it a Could have been. I I don't know, Nick. Not all out. Is it him? Yeah, he's not an out and out. But, I mean, is it someone... I just don't see Nketiah being the main man to lift Arsenal over the line... And lift a Premier League title this season. Like, it just doesn't. This season, it doesn't equal. It doesn't equal. If you've got Inkitia yeah. and you've got Jesus, then you're talking a different story. But now, who do you play down the middle if Inkitia gets injured? You got Martinelli, who you don't really want to put there because then you've got to move Trossard to the left, and then you've got no backup for Trossard. So I'm just thinking. Yeah. I think you've left it left a little bit short in that department. Um, I agree. I agree. Everybody I agree. else is beat. Look at, I mean, as much as Celo probably doesn't like this, and you know, Vechos is what you're going to get. What you see is what you're going to get. But they went out and he got his man. He got who he wanted to get, and he's he's probably delivering more than maybe we expected. Darwin Nunes went to Liverpool, probably underwhelming, but he's probably a project for the future. Newcastle, yeah, got Isak, I think he's going to be decent. Yeah. But yeah. you've got you've got Chelsea spending the money. Man City got Holland. Arsenal got 
the Jesus who got injured. So it's a little bit unfortunate, but I just think mm. in the position, eight points clear in January, I would have put all my eggs in one basket, gone to the corners of the earth and found the Well, hang on, Nick. I mean, you're point. saying this now. Wait, wait, Wonga. He's saying this now, but let's see if Newcastle land up in the top four because the same argument could be said for Newcastle saying, well, why didn't they break the bank in January to ensure that they get but, top but, four? So, But Isaac is injured, man. So I think with, 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 with Newcastle, right, They've got two, I think, two good strikers, right? Obviously, I think one is a development, developmental player in terms of Isak. I think he's he's he's, he's shown uh, uh, wherever he's played that he's been good. Um, and they tried to then they got Gordon, right? So I think Gordon adds something different to their attack. And the fact that Saint Maximin came back from injury as well, he's played quite well uh, yeah. since 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 he's been been back. I think Arsenal. Hey, to your point, to your point, sorry, just before you carry on, I agree with you, Claudio. I think we left it short. If we don't finish in the top four, it's because of that. We left it short. I'll be honest with you. As you were sorry, there, sorry, what did you want to finish off with there? No, I'm saying, I'm saying the, 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 the thing is, um, you know, Arsenal had targets, you know, in that transfer window. Yeah. They had targets. They, they wanted to get uh, Mudrik. Um, uh, obviously, he was already sold and going to Arsenal. And then, obviously, Chelsea, when they come in, they're going to blow you away. Uh, and similarly, they, they wanted a, a center midfielder as well to come in uh, to be that at least additional uh, player in, in, in the midfield. And then they had to, had to end up with Jorginho because obviously they couldn't, they couldn't get the, their first target. So I think they had the right ideas in that window to get something to assist uh, going forward. They just didn't get the guys they wanted. And yeah. I think that will be what cost them at the end of the season because what you find is that Man City, right, you look at the, the options that they have in attack on the on the wider sides. Uh, they've got Mares, they've got uh, they've got your, your Grealishes, and then they've got Foden. And then they've got Julian Alvarez and Erling Haaland in, in, in the number nine position if, if, if you if you want to put them uh, there alone. And obviously Alvarez can also play another a number of positions. So I think Arsenal, that's the part that, that may be um, won't help them. Wonga three goals yeah. in, in the last in the last three games, um, and if you count the FA Cup game, three goals in four games. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's looking a bit uh, shaky. But but Wonga, so, I, I like I like mm-hmm. the positivity in terms of saying, you know, you've come from where you've come from to where you are now. I think you guys obviously forget where you're from to where you are now, and it's not over, Wonga. Don't forget, it's not That's over, Wonga. It's not over. I think you guys need to believe as 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 a as a, as a team because because it'll be so much more oh, satisfying. Coach. Listen to Coach Sello, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be so much more satisfying when you end second at the end of the season because you guys had that hope <laughs> and we saw you had hope. <laughs> but like, just to who is a striker? Who would be a striker? Your your guys' knowledge of European football is probably a little bit better, but who could they have got? Because that is a, a valid question, Claudio. I'm not too sure. I mean, like a qualified Vla- out-and-out striker. Yeah, Vla- you Vla- playing Vla- games. Vla- Vla- Vlahovic at, at Juventus, but... And they wanted him. He rejected us. He rejected us. Yeah, he rejected when he, when he went to Juventus, he rejected you guys. But I was just trying to think, hmm. maybe just to just to take advantage of Juventus, Juventus' financial troubles, maybe try to go in for him again. Uh, but, but, you know, who knows if they would, they would have sold him. Guys, yeah. I, I truly think... I mean, Austin has put it, and you know, times I've been doubting, I've been doubting what they've been doing. I mean, in 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 this um, uh, up till now, but look, they, they they've moved to first, and I think, uh, in Ketia, 
just like he said it, I think they need to give him a bit more of a chance. Uh, I truly do think they need to do that. Um, he, he got in the right positions last uh, yesterday. I mean, he's got a leap on him as well. Um, I mean, for him to even get to those headers, I think was was incredible. Um, um, he's 23 years old. I yeah, yeah like the fact is the fact is he didn't put them behind the net. Um, yeah, Bonga, it would be a I, different I think, story if he did score. But I still I still think he I do think there is potential in him. I do. Think. Yeah, look, I think a lot of this this is not. Ex- I mean, this is the beauty of pre-match muti, right? I didn't think this conversation was going to take that turn. I thought the conversation was going to be sure. like when we saw it. First thing you saw was, wow, look at that atmosphere. When have you ever seen the Emirates buzz like that in how many years? You know, that's the first thing. There was certainly belief transmit. It's almost like the Newcastle factor. That's the one thing I wanted to comment 100%. on. The second thing was that they had Man City on the ropes. They did. First so Pep, yep. Pep got, it, got it completely wrong. It was the most Pep thing ever to play Silva left back and get rid of two of your, your top yeah. first choice left backs. Like that, for me, mm-hmm. and that's where you're going to look at the difference, and that's where the comments about going, getting a top-class finisher is the difference. But, I mean, that's the positive for me. And then in the second half, I think that's where the experience kicked in and that Man City, Pep Guardiola came out and said, cool, now we're going to take it to them and let's see how they deal with it. And all of a sudden, anxiety stemmed all over the place. So it started off like a house on fire and then slowly they started putting that fire out and that was the difference. But it is positive. And even the conversations I've heard or the post-match conference from a Arteta, I'm listening to it and I'm going... I agree with what this guy's saying. The game's done now. We move on and we see, and we still got a game in hand. So, whether or not yeah. you're going to win the league, the fact of the matter is, it felt like to me the games that Liverpool and Man City have in terms of fighting for challenges. And that was nice. That was nice to go, wow, this is entertaining. I actually want to watch this. I yeah. actually want to be, you know, and this is Arsenal. This doesn't feel like Arsenal. I don't know if anyone else got that, uh, that sort of impression. Mm, mm. I definitely did. That's, that's why I said that. Even 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 in the Discord channel, I said the intensity was 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 was, was too much. You know, what I mean, I think you could feel it, guys. Every single challenge, every every single thing that was happening in that game. Um, I think yeah. obviously the experience is is a big factor, guys. I think um, City having been in 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 a couple of title run-ins. I think that helps because they know the pressure of having to win every single game, uh, having to win the big games, having to balance playing in Europe. You know, Arsenal's going to be mm. playing Europa League soon. Um, how do they deal with that? Do they try and actually play some um, some of their first teamers in the Europa League? Um, but but it'll be quite interesting. But I also, I think that we're, we're Arsenal nervous yesterday because in the second half, their passing from be, uh, the back was quite poor. Um, and obviously, they made a lot yeah. of mistakes. Obviously, the first half, they made the mistake uh, they, got, they got the goal. But even the second half, Zinchenko misplaced a couple of balls in that second half. And, and, and yeah. obviously, uh, there were some chances that, that City could capitalize on. Yeah. That's where it crept in. Yeah, I but I guess that's the difference. The overall, feeling, mm. the overall feeling is that it's like a big brother against his younger brother. And right now, it feels like Man City are the bigger brother club taking on 11, you know, Pep Guardiola. 11 wins. That's what it feels like. 11, 11 wins in yeah. a row for Man City against Arsenal. 11 wins in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's going back. But I think, like, if you look at the personal aspect of it and you're going, we've let this man go, Pep Guardiola, I think they've got that sort of edge psychologically going, you know, we know the ins and outs of this guy and he's got that point to prove. I also found some of his pre-match comments quite interesting in terms of challenging the Man City players. So that was quite uh, a different sort of stance in terms of managerial position. Maybe that's an experience of the manager not trying to rile them up so much. But, gents, we're going to move over and we're going to start talking about the takeover Uh updates. Silo. You're going to kick us off there with where Man United are at. And then obviously, Nick and Wonga, wherever you want to jump in from a Spurs and Liverpool perspective, please feel free. Let's hear it, Settle. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 
the 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 news that I, that I'm hearing from my from my intel in Qatar. Uh, I just got off the phone with 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 with, with some with some of our contacts in Qatar, uh, and they've told me they've they've told me that uh, that that the Qataris um, uh, have have made a bid. Um, so I think with the Qatar one, it is a bit. It's very interesting, right? I think people um, have gotten a bit confused in terms of uh, when we talk about Qatar. You know, we're thinking about the fact that um, you know the, the 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 sovereign wealth fund of of Qatar owns PSG uh, through 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 their uh, Qatar investment uh, in um, sports uh, QSI Qatar Sports Investments, right? So that is the vehicle that they've utilized to own PSG, and then now. Um, the Emir of Qatar, basically the leader of Qatar, is a Man United fan apparently. And what he's trying to do now is to buy Man United using another vehicle. So what they'll then do is that they'll have two different, two separate boards, and they will not um, obviously, um, obviously, but that's what they say, you know, they will not communicate with one another. The the, the one side will be owning PSG, and the one side will be owning Man United. Uh, they haven't decided of what vehicle will probably um, you know, will, will own Man United, but that's what they want to do. That um, you know, he's been in edu- he's been educated in the UK apparently, so he loves the UK. You know, they put in this whole uh, PR spin on it before, obviously uh, buying the club, so that so that when he comes there, they say, oh no, this guy he, edu- he was educated at this place and that place, and you know he loves Man United. You know, the, you know that whole PR that they want to do before the actual takeover. But it's actually interesting. So do you know the amount? Um, so, so it's rumored probably uh, run about five billion pounds, uh, five to six billion pounds is the rumor. Uh, we'll probably right. um, get more, get more information around that. But what what I did see uh, before the show is that there's there's a, there's a there's a journalist from Qatar. He says that they had discussions with Liverpool before Man United, yeah. and Liverpool were only um, accepting a forty nine percent. Uh, share uh, to be sold to, to, to them and they weren't uh, keen for that because they wanted full ownership and hence they went to look uh, elsewhere at Man United yeah and I think that that's one thing we do know for sure is that obviously Qatar these are the guys that are looking to purchase a club at the moment I think that I actually believe they started off with investment opportunities with Spurs they then made their way to Liverpool and the negotiations have been going or discussions at the very least have been going on for the last three months up until the point knowing that Liverpool don't want to be giving full ownership, at, or FSG rather, don't want to be giving full ownership. And now it seems like that's been the, the straw that's broken the camel's back for them to go to Manchester United. I do think it's an interesting place for all these clubs to be in. And what is that rumor today there, Nick? Do you know have any updates from a Spurs perspective? If Nick is still there. We might have lost Nick because I think he's got load shitting at the moment. He's fro- from the Spurs he's, he's, side, he's frozen we've got, uh, I think it's, it's Yam sleeping. Najafi. He's a billionaire. His name's Jan Najafi. He's an Iranian-American American, yeah. uh, billionaire. He's a chair of the MSC Sports Capital, and he's put in a bid at the moment. And I think it's $3.75 uh, billion that he's put in. And what makes that quite Dubai interesting trash. is... No, so, so this is... I mean, on paper, you, I mean, as an Arsenal fan, you're going to say it's trash. But what I find quite interesting is a lot of these owners, especially from an American perspective, and what made Chelsea so, you know interesting to buy and why they wanted to buy Chelsea is because they're based in London and for them hmm. investment opportunities with regards to property and and it makes it easier for them to go into London and that's been allegedly one of the sticking points from a Manchester and Liverpool perspective whereas now you're looking at a Spurs based in London brand new stadium looking at other investment opportunities around the stadium 
You've got potential there. They just need to get a lot of the footballing aspect of it right. And if they get that right, it can be a powerhouse in terms of revenue making. Right now, it's the success on the pitch that's leading down to the downfall. But if you're going to compare, say, Liverpool and uh, Manchester United asking for five to six billion, and you're going to go, cool, well, I can get outright ownership if I can just put in a three billion bid. I mean, it's a bit of a no-brainer if you're an American person who just wants to get into the game. If you're going to Liverpool and Manchester United, whatever they're going to spend on it, remember, that's just costing to buy it. They're then going to have to spend more to get the club up and running. And when you're comparing a Manchester United to Liverpool, right now, Manchester United's quite, quite an attractive offer for many reasons. You know, they've got the global side. You've got the audience already working with. But from a growth perspective, they can actually show a return in terms of the money spent because of where the stadium's at, because of where the facility's at, because of the audience they're already working with. So if they're getting that right, which they're seemingly getting right under Ten Hag, the footballing aspect, there's massive growth and potential there if they invest in a Manchester United. Liverpool right now is a bit of a trickier situation. And what FSG are trying to secure is money so that they can spend in Jan. And that's the biggest thing. They need to get whatever they're trying to get across the line before, not January, sorry, before this next window opens. So they can go get their Jude Bellinghams and all the rest of it because it's going to be a massive overhaul for Jurgen Klopp. And that's the only reason why... I believe he's sticking around. But Liverpool are more hush-hush in terms of where they're leaking news at the moment. I don't but, know what but, your but, thoughts what, are. But, but what, do you, what do you think about this, you know, the, 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 the getting a, a minority shareholder? Do you think it, it will pass? Because I think it's, it's a bit tough to get that minority shareholder because what you do then find is that um, you don't have control as, as, as a shareholder, right? I think uh, mm. to be offered 49% is, is tough. Stick tough you know what i mean i think yeah. all these the oil money just wants 100 percent shareholding because what they want to do is they want to use that vehicle as they see fit and now you're going to give uh you get 49 percent and then now fsg says ah oh, no sorry these guys can't come on a tour to, to qatar um they have to go to america they gotta go to you gotta go to boston they gotta go um to fenway park you know what i mean um so what do you think yeah. about that do you think you're more, more likely to maybe get some private equity investors involved there from the u.s I think, look, FSG are private equity investors in the first place, which is why they don't put any of their own money in. And they've, everything they've spent from a Liverpool perspective is the money that the club has made. So to your point yeah. there, or if a Qatar is going to buy Manchester United or Liverpool, they're going to want to throw money at it just like the other guys are doing, for example, right? They're not going to want to go, we're going to make this sustainable because they're going to try and make a quick turnaround of it because that's what they need to do because that's how they're going to maximize the vehicle. And when you look at FSG right now, they've gotten to the point now, and it's no coincidence that Chelsea went up for sale then they were like, okay, well, this is costing us money. We have a massive rebuild on the horizon. We're not going to be able to afford this. Let's see what the appetite is. And then all of a sudden, Man United kicked off their sales bid. So it became a bit tricky then because now you had, all of a sudden your markets sort of split up. And the difference again to that London conversation was Chelsea kind of had a list of suitors wanting to buy Chelsea because they liked the football club and they were based in London. So FSG were thinking, once we've put this club up for sale, we're definitely going to have some of these, sorry, some of these buyers come down and come in, look into the market here. And those guys have what said, does? no, we just wanted to be based in London, as an example. So that's quite interesting from that perspective. And to your point, it is, it's a massive hindrance to this, this opportunity. And they've put out the feelers. They've gotten people wanting to buy the club. But again, they want the majority hold. And that's where there's, and also that sort of complication is between the two partners at the moment, Henry and the other guy that he's speaking to. The one wants to completely sell it. The other one still wants a hand on it. So that's where these things get a bit tricky when you have Americans on board. Nick, I don't know what your overall <laughs> thoughts are, seeing as you've seen a takeover take place at your club and what you think of these possibilities for these three clubs can be if they get the right suitors in, in place. 
Yeah, I think I think just before I start, if any of you are excited about Middle East money, do not ever criticize my takeover. <laughs> I mean, Silo, I want to know what Silo, if they buy a Man United, where, where's your head going to be at with regards to all of this? Hey, man, I support Man United. Oh, okay. No, but I was, I was very critical of, 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 of Nick because I wanted that Saudi money by my doorstep. Why would I be critical of, 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 nah, of Saudi nah, money? Nah. You know, I'll go to Saudi Arabia tomorrow, man. It's just nah, that I, buy it's just more, I wouldn't go. I just find it a little bit. A little bit ironic, especially you know, from Man United pro journalists. Um, there's one Miguel, Miguel Delaney who's very vocal against the the Saudi ownership of Newcastle, but he there's historical um, sort of uh, articles that he's posted with with regards to Saudi wanting to invest in Man United, um, and he was very pro it. So I find it quite ironic that um, obviously Man United's a much bigger proposition and Qatar have their own issues with regards to human rights and how the World Cup was awarded to them and a whole lot of other things but at the end of the day is the sports washing it probably is and you know the, the that's the way the the sport is going and unfortunately or fortunately for the game that's the way it's going to be um, I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen the next 10 years the Middle East will have a hold on the Premier League completely um, and yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna stop supporting our teams for it? I don't think so. Um, you know, there are the activists activists who say we shouldn't, but I can't see anyone on this platform right now or anyone who's watching us who would think that way. Um, but for the game specifically, um, it is ridiculous amount, amounts of money. Like these guys that own these clubs, and I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs, and I know Claudio, we spoke to that fella from Cash and Sports, I think. Yeah, And I don't know if there's going to be a point where this all crashes down. I don't know how that looks and I don't know how that would happen. Um, but the money is just becoming more and more. And, and, and you know, what, what's it gonna, what is Man United going to be worth when this set of owners, if they do take over the club, um, what is the club going to be worth then? Are they going to sell it for $10 billion? I don't know. No. It just sounds quite ridiculous. No, it's, I mean, Nick, I suppose it, it's going to bring us to the next topic. But before we move on to that next topic, Wonga, what is your thought on the sort of possibility of Spurs being taken over and becoming the best side in London? <laughs> ah, please look. <laughs> oh. I think, yeah, well, look, I think Spurs need to change a lot, uh, a lot to be, um, to actually start winning something. Maybe for them, I think it would be a good thing. Um, and then for us, I think, yeah, I think we would then start, I mean, look at what's happened to Newcastle um, after they've taken over. Look what happened to Man City after they've been taken over. Um, most of these teams that, yeah, that, 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 that um, experienced these, ta- these heavy takeovers um, start performing um, um, well. Um, but the question is, how do you sustain it now? And now you've got now, but now you've also got, what, what the question I asked myself as well is the same thing that it's pretty much in line with what Nick is saying is that, I mean, these guys are coming with a lot of money, then people are coming in, you wonder how sustainable it is. And also, I just wonder, I mean, like, now they've, they've brought in the financial fair play, but how much does it actually, how much does it actually do? I mean, if a team can just come in, I mean, what, what is its purpose? If, 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 uh, if, a, if a team can just, 
come in like uh, like you see now uh, if a team can just come in with with big owners and then expect a lot of money i mean what what is the purpose of a of a, of a financial fair play but that's, i think to your point those are the questions Claudio, i have yeah with regards to spurs specifically i think it's quite similar to if i i stand to be corrected but similar to the liverpool situation where daniel levy isn't the outright owner he's just the chairman of the club but he still yep. wants to be involved big time with regards to Spurs. And I think he really has a passion for Spurs. Um, You know, he's made a lot of mistakes and I I think he wants to get it right. I think that's that's a long-term or short-term goal for him. Um, And from what I... Yeah, so so from what I've been reading and and hearing is that it's around three and a half billion pounds that Spurs would possibly go for. And what I'm hearing also is that that would probably be good good business for I think it's John Lewis who's the owner. John Lewis, um, yeah, you know, and he's old. John, he's old. old. He's, he's 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 in his eighties, yeah. I think. I think the biggest question that 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 you would probably need to ask is how much of that is debt? Um, six hundred million. That, that, so that yeah, that so three point seven five bill, it was six hundred million debt's going to be cleared, and that's a lot of it that's been spent on the stadium already. So when you consider that yeah. fact, and they move forward with it, hmm. the money they'll make yeah. from ticket sales already, and then the yeah. relationship they've started building side pitches on the side for the NFL. So they are looking, and that's why I'm saying that's why Spurs, from an American perspective, is it's looking very like attractive. A, very attractive. Modern, modern stadium, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, think, I think from that perspective, it, it's probably a, a good move, especially for the owners, because if you say he's an old man, and, you know, like if he just wants to cash in. Um, but I think Levy, I don't know how much of a say he has, but I would think he's got a significant say. He probably wants to be involved. Whether or not this Iranian American wants him involved um, is the is the big question. Um, yeah. But I mean, you're going to have at this point six teams that are owned by mega mega wealthy people um, yeah. in, in the Premier League, which is, and you're not even talking about Everton. That machinery is also worth incredible amounts of money. So yeah, um, it's scary. Um, but I've said it before you've just brought it up now the premier league i think is the super league uh, like if you look so, at yeah, it, so, Turkey, i mean the, the, there was the debate nick that was had and it was um that guillerme guy the the spanish sort of journalist G- that says a lot G- of things. yes so he came up and there was the argument where you know carriga said because there's that there's the standpoint now between real madrid and barcelona not liking the fact that these premier league sides can outspend the rest of the other clubs and attract the players. So, for example, Real Madrid go after Jude, Jude Bellingham. They get a Jude Bellingham, right? Traditionally speaking, they go after Cristiano Ronaldo. They get Ronaldo. Now, they're not liking the fact that all of a sudden this competition's in play from Chelsea getting involved, going, we're just going to throw crazy money at this. And the conversation is all of a sudden from a La Liga perspective is going, how do we make this fair across the ball from a European perspective? And the argument is, look, in the 90s, it was Serie A. No one complained. In the 2000s, it was La Liga, no one complained. And now, because the Premier League's come to the forefront and they've managed to do what they've done, now people are complaining. So the question is, should this Premier League be disrupted or should the Premier League be the Super League like you always say there, Nick? Yeah. Uh, have you guys watched the documentary, the Super League documentary on Apple TV? I was, I was talking about yeah. it yesterday. Uh, they haven't watched yeah. it. I've watched, I've, watched, I've watched some of it, yeah. Do yourself a favour, guys. It, 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 it paints a picture and... It exactly goes back to the point that it is inevitable that it possibly will happen. Um, 
because of just the way we are as a society and, and, and the new fans coming through, what they absorb in terms of, mm. uh, you know, being able to, you know, take in, you know, entertainment. You know, a, yep. a youngster doesn't want to watch Burnley versus Everton on a weekend. You'd rather watch Juventus versus Man United, as, a, as an example. So I think it's exactly. the, traditional, the traditional side of football is probably losing its spark. But the, the standoff is between the fans and the clubs. And if you watch there specifically in that documentary, the people that saved the Super League from not happening was the English fans. It had nothing to do with the rest of the fans from the other clubs. Um, and yep. I think that tr those traditions are still strong within the fan groups, but how much of a say do they really have? Okay, they, 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 they won that battle. But mm. do they really have much of a say when you've got a billionaire from Qatar coming in? He doesn't really care. I, you just want to Nick, I don't even think it's about the billionaire. I think it's like when you're looking at it to your point, traditionally we are fans because of the message that's been passed down through the loyalty and the conversation. Yeah. I support the side because of my dad, et cetera, et cetera. Now, yep. I mean, Wonga's kids are all supporting Man City, for example, and that's because of what they exposed to on their phone. And the phone's yes. saying Man City is the best team because they are winning and that's 100%. what they are liking. And when you're looking at it, you're going – cool, all your diehard fans in the north there of Newcastle attend the games and they go buy the tickets, yes, but the money comes in through broadcasting and who's watching the game? It's your satellite fans, yeah. the guys based in Asia, the guys based in Africa, the guys that's, based that's in, the money, in America. Yeah. Exactly, and those are the ones that you're looking for for the future, the ones that have access to smart devices, the ones that can stream and the ones that are going to pay subscriptions yeah. for this. And that's where the difference is when you're looking at it. So the question is, I suppose, and that is why when you look at Real Madrid and you look at Barcelona and you look at Juventus still being involved in Super League and not pulling out, the Premier League going, hang on, our brand here is stronger than all of these and because that's, yes. that's what we're trying to protect you. And I suppose the question is, what would you be open to doing? in terms of from your, your perspective, Settle, and then yours, Nick, and then yours, Monga, would you approach or adopt this new 80-team sort of Super League that guarantees a minimum 14 matches, but it's completely fair, allegedly. It's just someone else's pocket that you're going to be paying. But that is the case, or would you stick with the Premier League? No, I mean, I think, I think you know, we need to keep the traditionalist uh, aspect of it. I think, obviously, the money getting out of control is, yeah, it's out of control, but at least, guys, you know, with the Premier League, um, you know the, the the TV revenues are are are, are shared um, you know evenly. You know you've got a you've got a Fulham doing quite well this season. You've got a Wolves some uh, some years back doing quite well. You know it gives an opportunity for the Premier League to actually compete um, in that regard. La Liga, you know it's their fault that you know the two biggest clubs get you know majority of the revenues. You know the revenues yeah. are not uh, split equally. Equally, it's only recently that they've uh, tried to adopt that model. Uh, but previously, obviously, it was quite skewed, you know, where, where, where the top two got the most and then and then it filtered down to the other clubs. So I think, um, you know, where we are right now, Champions League being where it is, I think what uh, will likely happen is that proposed Champions League model that 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 that, 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 that was spoken about and also spoken about in the documentary, I think that, that will probably be what they head towards, you know, that that you know as a legacy legacy club or whatever that that kind of like you almost they, they use like a coefficient to try and see which is the best legacy club to still include them for the next edition for instance you know so like for instance like a juventus for instance this season uh for next season they wouldn't be able to qualify because of their league position uh but they could possibly qualify because of their legacy points i think they'll probably try and do something along those lines because i think the strength of the respective leagues right now is pushing back against the the Super League, uh, you know, 
but yeah, I think it, it's not over, guys. It's definitely not over. Is it something yeah. that you want? Yes or no? No, I don't want Super League, man. I don't want Super League, guys. Uh, what is the proposal? Next. What is the proposal? How is the 80th team thing working? Is it is it separate to the Premier League? It would it would replace the Champions League because that's what the initial that was that was the initial concept. It was going to replace the Champions League. Those teams wouldn't play in the Champions League, but they were still going to play in their league. They were just going to play more European games. Is that is that the same concept for the 80 team? Yeah, concept? that's a similar concept, but I think long term it's something that they would focus on so if it's successful then they would just start growing it and growing it and growing what it like I the would, Premier League is done for example yeah and what i would say is if you i think there's going to be a big standoff between fifa and uefa because if you watch the documentary there's clear indications that fifa were involved uh gianni infantino specifically and if you've just seen they've just launched with patrice Matepe the african Africa. super league so i i can see that and FIFA, FIFA run football in the world. I could see them potentially, in a way, allowing it to happen, but at their own risk because the members that vote for the FIFA president and the presidency, the majority of them and the, the, the most powerful of them are from UEFA. So it is, it's a very difficult situation for FIFA, and I, I strongly believe that they were pro it. Um, that's why I don't think it will go away anytime soon. You called it last year, a year and a half ago. You called it. And 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 you and you saw and you saw with now uh, FIFA's proposed uh, to expand the Club World Cup uh, from 2025. You know, what yes. I mean, they want to they want to expand it and, and get it um, to 32 teams, guys. 32 teams yeah, for a Club World Cup to be played in June 2025, guys. So that's what they want uh, from 2025. So already you can see what FIFA's trying to angle in at. They're trying to. You know, enjoy in the in the in the in the fruits of of club football, basically, right? Yeah. They wanna they wanna go and and extract exactly. as much extract extract as much possible from from club football, uh, which is like with the club World Cup, and and obviously they would have supported this uh, proposed Be- league. Because who makes more money? UEFA make more money than FIFA. UEFA, yeah, for, by far more. UEFA won't. UEFA were asked. Uh, Sefran was asked by um, Infantino if he would approve or if he would support a world cup as such and he, apparently last year end of last year he said categorically no because what is what is a club world cup in a 32 team format it's a super mm. league essentially yeah at the end of the day guys this has nothing to do with wanting to see glamorous football it's all about money like it's yep. not about Man United playing Barcelona and Liverpool playing Juventus. It's it's all about money. Yeah, and but if these decisions are being made, the ones that can have the say right now, they want to have their say and they want to have the piece of the pie. And I suppose that's where the yeah. sort of uh, autonomy comes in, where they can make their own money as opposed to buy to rule. I, yeah, Wonga. I'm not for it, uh, Claudia. If you're asking me, Wonga's out. Ach, I mean, Nick's out. Wonga. Yeah, look, I mean, just a quick statement, and I think. What I mean, all it shows for me at the end of the day is that there is, you know, there's division in thoughts. Um, and I don't think it's the last thing. If the Super League doesn't succeed, you're going to see something else. And just like you guys are alluding to now, I mean, there's what the six wealthy owners in the in the Premier League. It it might as well at the end of the day. I mean, what if everyone decides, okay, they, I mean, they're going to just pick at Premier League teams and the whole damn league becomes. Um, um, every goddamn team becomes a uh, becomes a, a wealthy team and becomes a super league yeah. at the end of the day. 
But I mean, I think um, for me, look, I, I watch the soccer because it's entertaining, to be honest with you, whether it's the, the Super League or not. I'll be honest with you, I don't have any... I mean, yes, the history of it and everything is nice, um, but I don't have any allegiance to it. So for me, at the end of the day, it's just what suits <laughs> me. I mean, these these owners Wong are... Wong is down. Wong is down. If the it's... six top Premier League sides decide, you know, they're going to get together and say, screw you, Premier League, we are doing this. Hypothetically, if what if those other teams had to come to the Premier League? How would you feel about that? So can you repeat that? Barcelona, Juventus... PSG, Bayern, they join the Premier League. What would you guys think about that? I mean, the concept on paper is crazy. I mean, don't you... You, you would do that with your friends so, playing FIFA anyway, right? You put a league yeah. together yeah. and select your team. That, that's what they're that's, aiming yeah. for. They're going, this is what the Gen X is after and the Gen Z is and all the rest of them. So, <laughs> it is, it's an interesting prospect. Gen and that's all, all, all the ones. It'll be crazy money, guys. Now. Yep, crazy money. I suppose uh, this next topic is obviously the game that's coming up this weekend and why this is an important game, Nick. I mean, you know this. You've got a game, you know, in hand. Liverpool have a game in hand on Newcastle. I think the point difference currently is, what is that, nine points between two sides. Obviously, Liverpool a long way from what they should be playing at. But, I mean, where's your, hat with, uh, where's your head at with regards to all of this right now, this game coming in, hosting Liverpool yeah. and uh, injuries, etc.? Yeah, I think I think we've hit a bit of a, a speed bump in the way, although, you know, I keep having to pinch myself and not get too ahead of myself because, you know, we sit in fourth. We still haven't lost at home. We've conceded 12 goals in the Premier League. You know, that's unheard of, um, like from a Newcastle perspective. So I think we also, goals. like, as, as a 13. Um, yep. so, yeah, second, best, a, second, best, second best defense in Europe after Barcelona. Yeah, so as a fan yeah, base, crazy. you know, I think also there's there's a couple of fans that need to just sort of hold their horses. It's not like we're losing these games. We're just struggling to to to, to convert a lot of our chances, which is which happens with teams. Um, I think also the break probably did affect us, um, like it's affected a couple of other, uh, other teams. Um, but I, I do think it would be, you know, I think we will perform at home, which we have done um on a, on a sort of continuous basis. I think it's just going to be important to put in a very good performance before <laughs> the before the World Cup. I don't understand, Jason. They, they won their first... You guys won your first game in 2023 and he's getting excited. Like, he needs to... Um, you coming from where? It was, it was <laughs> the manner in which the game was won, Nick. Come on now. Yeah, you need to against understand. A team, against a team that's fighting relegation, Claudia. doesn't matter. You need, a, you need no, to get confidence. Okay. Maybe you can fight it. If I that's will... fighting like a 12-year-old and you can do that listen, and you beat them up and it makes you feel good, let's listen, do that as I, long as it gets to points. I'm going to give you guys credit. Of course, don't do that. We don't condone I, that behavior. I'm going yep. to give you credit towards the end of my little statement here, but I think we're going to have to put in a good performance to set us up nicely for the final. Um, I do think losing Bruno has, with the suspension has killed us. I think it's similar to Man United in the sense that you know, having a Casemiro in the midfield, you guys are a completely different team. Um, I thought you were going to so, bring Bruno into the mix as well because you both have a Bruno. Yeah, so. no. So, uh, so, so our loss with him, I think his creativity, his his forward passes, are very, are very important for us. So, uh, you know, he's not going to be playing on the weekend. 
So I think if we can just have a bit of a plan B, Callum Wilson will be back. And I don't think it's going to be an easy game for Liverpool. I, I think they will, it will either finish in a, in a draw, um, which mm. we've become notorious with, or... Well, it's four, it's four draws in the last five. You haven't lost yeah. in the last five, but it's four draws out of yeah. the last five. Uh, so we, we have dipped. Um, but what I, would say about Liverpool, what I would say about Liverpool, and I, I will give credit where credit's due, that's the first time I've seen Liverpool play in the way they have played historically. When I say historically, I say in the last two seasons, you know, the way they move the ball quickly from, from mm. defence to attack, you know, their, their counters, their forward passes, their, their runs off the third man. Uh, or yeah. their third man running, should I say. Um, very impressive. Um, but honestly, I think Liverpool need to get on get, get on a run to prove that they are back because yeah. with all due respect, Claudio, they've done this. They've they've won a game and then they like sort of whimper to the next fixture, you know. So yep. I do think I think if this game is important for Newcastle, it's as important for Liverpool to start a run that they can gather a bit of momentum. Um, you know, they've got Champions League games wedged in that. You know, where is Klopp's head at? Is Klopp's head at putting all his eggs in a basket to try fight for a top four position? Or is he going to go down the, the, the cup route where he's got seven games to potentially get Klopp's, to? And Klopp's head at, is at, he's at one game at a time, man. I think he's just trying to yeah. f- discover any kind of form, to be honest, based on what they've been going through. And when you're looking yeah. at it, I think the reason we got the success that we got on Monday, and I know this is going to be a hot take or whatever, controversial, whatever people might say, but the fact that Thiago was injured allowed us to, firstly, the fact that all these injuries kicked into place allowed a player like Butacic, the 19-year-old or 18-year-old, to step into midfield and really fight for a place in a place that no one even knew existed for this kid. This kid's come in there as a centre-half, signed for £200,000. He's come in playing under 18s last year. Now, all of a sudden, he's looking like our best player in the last six games. He's the one carrying the team, which is ironic because he's only 18, I think it is. And what happened was in the midfield on Monday, we got Henderson back and we got Fabinho back with the kid, bringing the energy in the midfield. And all of a sudden, Trent looked a better defender because he had the cover of Henderson. You had Fabinho looked a better center mid again because you had the energy of Butic covering around him. But it wasn't only that. It was also when he's on the ball... His decision-making and his composure and the way he's switching play and the tackles that he's making. Look, I'm really hyping him up, but it was just the game that he had in particular. What I liked as well was, you know, Salah getting on the score sheet. He's nowhere near where he's been last couple of seasons, but he got on the score sheet. You have Gakpo got his goal. And what I liked about Gakpo, all this talk about him playing on the, the left-hand side, going that's where he was playing for PSV. Now he's playing down the middle for Liverpool and go, everyone's questioning Klopp saying, why, why, why? And we caught a glimpse of it on Monday was the fact that like a Firmino playing in the middle, he can hold the ball because he's big and physical, right? So he can bring the wingers into play. And that's where yeah, all of a sudden Nunes, because I was expecting Nunes to be down the middle. But I was like, no, 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 okay, now Gakpo's looking a better player because what he can also have is he's got the endurance to get up, which Firmino doesn't have. So he can hold the ball yeah. and then join into the attack, which yeah, is... He can also I run can kind of see, Exactly. And I can kind of see... And he's physical, so I can see that thinking there. So, I mean, overall, the centre-halves are a problem. But like Jason's already put there in the comments, we've got players coming back from injury. We've got Jota coming back. He's already in training. He made an appearance on Monday. We've got Van Dijk. He's, he's training with the team. We've got Firmino who's training with the team. So, slowly, the, the Diaz. players... Yeah, the Diaz is only going to come back second leg of the Real Madrid game. So, it's very important to get a positive result against Newcastle. It's probably going to be a draw because that's what Newcastle are going to be set up to do, not lose. 
I think. And uh, it's going to be up to whether or not Liverpool can score on the day. That's that's the to thing. Be fair, that's gonna, to be fair, Claudia, I'm going to counter you there. We've 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 dominated possession in probably 90% of our games this season. Love it. Then it's going to work in our favor. Yeah. Hear my words, everyone. If they're going to dominate position, we'll hit them on the counter because we finally need to do it to someone else. Oh, what a tackle! Sorry, sorry, just okay, what's so, the main so, game? So if I if I if I say some stuff that uh, if I can along if I can just counter Jason saying you the biggest threat, you need to be Brighton. You've been pumped by them twice. Uh, I think they're more of a threat to us than than the yeah. Pumped is an understatement. <laughs> um, Carry so, on, Nick. So, just, just quickly, Claudio, you know, that lighty yeah. coming in, and I said it for I said it for a couple of weeks. I said the midfield looked tired, and I said there's surely someone in that youth system that, you know, because Klopp's not afraid of putting lighties in the midfield, or put yeah. sorry, putting them in the lineup, throw them in there and see what they can do. But the one question I'm going to ask you is, Newcastle undefeated at home this season, the only team in the league to do so. I think the atmosphere is very similar to an Anfield. It's a very difficult place to go to. Is the lighty going to be thrown in the mix to go yeah, and try and get be. a result there? No doubt. It it, the first name, no he's the first option? name on the team sheet. But is it because the of first... no other options? Or because no, look, not, not even. Nick, we had no other options. They played him. And since they've been playing him, he's been our best player in the midfield. He's been the best. And yeah. to the point where the fans are going, well, why is no one assisting this guy? The, the responsibility shouldn't be falling on an 18-year-old's shoulders. Yeah. And that's where it's quite interesting. He gets this game time, by the way. He's earned the right to start against Newcastle. The atmosphere, I like the fact that you point that, that atmosphere, at, atmospheric part to this, this equation because if we're going to do that, I think what's quite interesting is the sort of tie between Liverpool and Newcastle and somewhat where you're going, well, the one game you did lose this season was to Hunick. Yeah, it was. Like, but it's, it's like you like, bringing, you like bringing up Brighton. So I'm just saying. There's <laughs> no, like I said to you, that wasn't that wasn't targeted at you. It was targeted at the viewer. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but still, it's the same. They support the same no, team. You know, it's good. It's it's. Yeah, but unfortunately, Celo, if you remember that game, uh, we had a goal disallowed that wasn't offside. I know. They drew the, I know, at, they the drew end, the at the end. Yeah. They played. Oh, yeah, I remember. When there was only five minutes added on, so guys, I think there's. V- I remember. VAR has had too many hiccups this season, eh, guys. But they helped Liverpool. When are they? Oh, now now they're helping Liverpool. When are they going to bring in the 3D sort of aspect where they they doing that they did in the World Cup and they did it in the Champions League? They're working on that. The Champions League. Um, Syria already has it. eh? Syria already has it. They should have it. It makes sense. At offside last night with um, Haaland, for example, you couldn't see the full side of it. Now on paper, he looked offside, but I wonder if. And I'm, no, not, no, I'm no, not trying no. to take anything away. No, 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 no. You see, just off the eye. If, if we also go back to the who's... Jeez, this is a whole conversation. We'll say this for yeah, next you week. Can't you can't see behind Holland. You can't see everything But also the guys, him. Nick, yeah. the guys that are operating the system on refs that have been refing the Premier League for harm, the same issue that Arsenal had oh, on the man. weekend. These guys aren't equipped to... They don't understand how any of this shit works. They don't even understand how mm. a line works with perspective. I go back to the artistic view of going... This is how perspective works. This is what happens yes. at this angle. These guys don't even understand that, but they're the that ones making off, the decisions. That was offside for Brentford. Yeah, it's, just, it's guys. It happens all the time. Uh, when Wolves were robbed a goal against Liverpool in the in, in the FA Cup, same similar thing, guys. Where they said uh, the player was out of out of out of angle. You know what I mean? The the robot kills that guys. Robot just says line. You know when Mbappe, when Mbappe got uh, what's his name Nunes got a uh, offside on Tuesday. Mbappe scoring that goal. They just said his knee was ahead of the player. Done. Done. Finished. Yeah, Easy. Exactly. And this, I said, remember I said this long ago as well. I said they just need to make this 3D. Surely they got technology. Do it. Easy. Done. Anyway. Right. 
Gents, betting corner, first game of the week there. Wonga Dinga, give us your quick fire, then Nick, and then Silo. Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Come on, let's hear it, let's hear it, let's hear it. 3 0 to Arsenal. Boom. Jeez. Not Mr. Good Evening is yeah. going to get one over you there. Hey? No, 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 no. There's noise. There's yeah, noise. I, think, no. I think Arsenal will bounce back. I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. Uh, they've been leaking goals. Gabriel is looking a little bit suspect. He's got a mistake. Very shaky. Him, so, yeah, I think it, I it think was Haaland. I think you just need to win the game. Wonga, I just think you need to win the game, however you win it. Because you can't afford another slip-up. So I think you'll win 2-1. 100%. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it'll be it'll be two one to Arsenal. Um, you know, I thought Mr. Good Evening could do something, but uh, Arsenal are desperate right now, guys. I think yeah, two one to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go one one draw. Mr. Good Evening is going to do something there, and then the Arsenal fans are going to cry. Uh, right, cry gents, Newcastle Ray, versus Liverpool. There, Wonga Denga. Let's hear it. Let's see. Let's see. Newcastle versus Liverpool. Uh huh. Two nil to Newcastle. Hold on, Jason's saying 3 1 uh, victory there to Arsenal. What? Thanks, thanks, what did you say? 2 0 to Newcastle. 2 0 to Newcastle. 2. They're going to score two goals, eh? Okay. 100%. I can't you know, they, in, their in their last five games, can I just say this? In their last five games, they've only yes. scored one goal. They've won. They've scored their home games. In their last five games, but they're going to score two against Liverpool. Okay. Their home so, games. What about Newcastle's home games? Three against Leicester. Look at Newcastle's home games. I watched them. One nil. Look at Newcastle's home games. Newcastle one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten home games. They've only they've drawn two. Come on. Look look at Liverpool's. Yeah, Liverpool Liverpool away. Claudio, (laughs) if you count the League Cup games against Premier League teams, we scored a couple there. But yeah. Um, Have you seen Liverpool away? Have you seen Liverpool away? I think we're bottom bottom of the log for the away the away league. Let me just actually check this out. Uh, I I should have said four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Liverpool Liverpool are fifteenth on the log by away away fixtures. They've lost. They've lost. They've lost six, drawn two, and one two. What's Newcastle's home record? It's bad. Where home record. Let's just check. Let's just check that now. Your home record. No, well the home. Like the, oh, the, the home block. Fifth. The home block. Fifth. fifth. So yeah, you haven't lost at home. You've drawn goals. five and you've won six. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be. I don't think we'll concede. I think um, we'll wake That's up for poor performance against Bournemouth, and I reckon we'll win one nil. Mm. Ha, Nick. Silo, before you give your prediction, what's Purple happening score. with Man United and Barcelona? So, yeah, so just the game just went to halftime, guys, now. So, it's 0 0. Um, yeah, there was a nice one on one that Vejos missed. Uh, so, yeah, it's still 0 0 at halftime. So, yeah, you guys That's can catch That's only quality the there for you, Sam. You guys can catch this now. <laughs> yeah, you guys can take it off. Fuck off. You guys uh, should have taken yeah. Chris Wood instead. <laughs> 20 million pounds for this wood. <laughs> Shit. That's how you know the market's gone crazy. 20, 20, 20 right, million pounds, guys. But I think Come on, you can't uh, take that now. Now you've got to give Liverpool something. 1-1. 1-1, one, one. One, one, mm. one, one, guys. Sorry, guys. I have to give it to 1-1 one, one because, because I don't see Newcastle losing um, uh, at home um, against Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. 
trivia. Right, guys, can I tell you what's going to happen? The same thing that happened <laughs> earlier this season. It's going to be tight. It's going to be normal. And Liverpool, Darwin Nunez is going to hit something off his elbow. It's going to come off his shin. He's going to fall over and he's going to trickle into the back. <laughs> One nil victory. One nil victory there for Liverpool. All right. We got uh, Man United versus Leicester. Wangadenga. Yo, uh, Leicester came off a banger. They surprised me. Two. I did not expect Two that wins. from them. Yeah, um, which is good, which is good. Madison back, looks like he's pulling some things there. But Man United seem a bit um, solid, and especially their home form is also also quite decent. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think maybe, maybe yeah, I, I think it'll be too much for Leicester. Who knows, maybe they're on some fairy tale run now. Who knows, these two games. So I think uh, Man United will win it, I would say 3-1. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't think uh, Leicester are so inconsistent, so they'll go win this game. Yeah. I mean, they could get pumped by Man United. I just, um, I think this this uh, period, um, Celo, I was reading something where, it, like, Klopp always complains about the calendar, but I think Man United have, correct me if I'm wrong, in 61 days, it's like 21 games or something, mm. stupid mm. like that. It's like a game. That's it, too. Every third game or every third day or whatever, you know, it's just over three point four days. But yeah, yeah that's I crazy. I think you'll get the result. I think he's he's quite good in terms of rotating. I thought Leeds were probably at least deserved a draw out of that game, but you guys are managing to win games even if you don't play well. So that's good for you. Um, but I do think you'll get over the line. It probably won't be pretty because it will be ugly from tonight in terms of the travel and, and, and the, the heavy legs. So, yeah, let's say a 2-1 win. Probably concede because Maguire will probably play that game. <laughs> no, but I, I think... I think, I think oh, yeah, Harry. You're, you're right. We, we will probably... Uh, we will probably, uh, um, you know, uh, it'll be a tough game. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's so busy right now. Um, you've got the second leg next week at Old Trafford and then we've got the League Cup final. Uh, so it's just so yeah. many games, and I think that's where also it's fine margins. You know, I think uh, that 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 game uh, we played Leeds at home, where we where we drew. Um, it's just it's just too many games. You try to rotate, and then sometimes there's not in, enough intensity at the start of the game, and then Leeds catch you out because they got all this energy. Uh, but I think with Leicester, uh, we should uh, get the result one uh, one nil or two nil. So I, I'll probably mm. um, stick on, stick to two nil um, on 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 Sunday. Yes, I just yeah, hope gonna... Rashford gets injured in the next three games. Please, guys. Why go. would you wish that on to someone? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to play them. I don't care about Man United for the next three games. Get I mean, Nick, right now, honestly speaking, would you take the trophy over top four? 100%. Top yeah, six finish and a trophy. I'll take it. I thought exactly that. Right, okay. Listen, Celo, I'm going to say 2-0 you... victory for Man United. Celo, you would take a top four without a trophy. Yeah, no, I took top four. <laughs> right, gents. Last game that we're going to be looking at: Spurs versus West Ham. Large because West Ham are fighting for their lives, and Spurs are, you know, Spursy. So let's hear it, Wangadenga. What do you think is going to happen here? Yo, I think yeah, I, I think it's a draw, one-one. Both of them are not the way, and Spurs, ah, Spurs are trash, man. So I think one-one. <laughs> Don't know what you can get to them. I think they're both underwhelming at the moment. I suppose getting a hiding the other day, but they're also another inconsistent team beating City and then getting pumped. 
and losing now to Milan. West Ham have drawn against Newcastle and Chelsea, so it's probably two good results. I yeah. would fancy mm. West Ham, man. I, I would fancy West Ham. I think they'll be up for it. Same. Um, you know, it's Spurs were in Milan this weekend, uh, this week. You know, they I will be on trying to make sure that they get a good result, positive result next week, next week, mm -hmm. Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so I think West Ham can probably sneak this, maybe 2 1. And Conte is not in the dugout again because yeah. he stayed, he stayed, he stayed in, Italy. in Italy to get more treatment for the operation here. Maybe that's maybe that's a good thing because he came back and then they lost uh, four one. Uh, no, so maybe... he wasn't. He wasn't there then. He, his first no, he... game, I think, was the Milan game, wasn't it? No, it was Leicester. Oh shit! Sure. It was so... Leicester. He came, he <laughs> came back and then they got popped. He's like, now nah, I'm so, going so... back. So... <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not going back for that next league game. <laughs> I, 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 think, I, think I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a draw. I think, but but you know why I say that, guys? Um, you know, um, West Ham, when they were playing the game, they had Paqueta and Rice in the midfield. They were looking so good against Chelsea. And as soon as Paqueta yeah. came off, they lost a bit of something in that midfield. So I, I think I think it'll be a 1-1. One -one. If Paqueta was playing, I would, say, I would say they would win, but I'll give it 1-1. One -one. All right, so I'm going to go draw 2-2 two -two as well there. So you and I are on the same wavelength. Uh, gents, before we head out, what are your final thoughts? What are your final thoughts? Let everyone know. If they've made it this far, um, obviously they can also do it in the meantime. Yes. Right, Wonga Denga. Yeah, man. To me, all the Arsenal fans, I think uh, look, I think this time Yeah, don't lose hope. Get behind the guys. I'm, look, we never there's no Arsenal fan that would have thought we would yeah. have been sick first for I think what three 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 months, two months, I don't know what it is, but there's no Arsenal fan that would have been Thought would have been ahead of Man City at this stage. At Christmas, so, at, at Christmas, at New Year, at end of Jan. Yeah. So now, now they, now they, now they're expecting even more from Enkete and all these other guys. Chillax, let's support the team. <laughs> this way, where we are now is it's it's more than heaven. Just select, enjoy, support the team. Don't stress yourself over these uh, losses against um, um, what do they what do they call them? These uh, money, these financially doping teams. <laughs> This uh, <laughs> one guy talking fin himself fin financially dopey teams. What the freak is that? My right. father, yeah, the guy Liverpool's yeah, focus is on Real Madrid. They need to make sure that they do not have a negative result against them. Their eye <laughs> is firmly on the Champions League, and they're going to come up to this atmosphere here. In my, you can see that atmosphere there, and Crush. the lighting that Claudio spoke about. He's going to crumble. He's going to crumble. Nick, he's going to... When you watch him play, you're going to say, what on earth is... We, what kind of gem do Liverpool have on our hands? So just, this kid... Anyway. And yeah, then we'll just ahead, buy him so. in the summer, Claudio. Don't worry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Silo's uh, just looking forward to this Europa League game. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to the game. Looking forward to seeing what United can do over the next couple of days. I think it's it's a big time for for our season, uh, Europa League, league and and the League Cup. So let's 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 get some positive results um, out of all of them. Yeah, and that's about the show, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming on tonight and everyone who's joined us. You guys are amazing, and uh, you know how to end the show. Come on, let's hear it. Three, two, one. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, Wonga's 